On this Mother's Day, I want to talk with you about growing deep in your soul in the midst of being knee-deep in the daily stuff of life. That's where moms live, amen? <laughs> knee-deep in the daily stuff of life. And you're saying, how in the world do I have time? How can I find time? How can I make time to go deep with God? But I, I believe God has laid it on my heart to call you to grow deep in your soul because I believe that when your kids are grown and on their own, and when you are old and getting up takes you a while because you now have to slowly unfold, <laughs> I believe that you're going to want to know that you have left behind a God-honoring model for those closest to you to really follow. You're going to want to know that as your kids look at your life, if they follow you, they'll find their way to Jesus in heaven. Amen? But that doesn't just happen. Growing spiritually deep in your soul and leaving that kind of God-honoring model for others to follow doesn't just happen. It's a real challenge, especially in the midst of all your other daily challenges. And yet Jesus calls every person on this planet to be spiritually deep in their soul. Take a look at this. This is what Jesus says, Mark 12, verse 30. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Moms, your greatest challenge is to love God with all of your soul. So let's look at this. Let's kind of break this down. Jesus is saying, if you really love God with all your heart, then your priority is to pursue God more than anything else. You pursue God more than you pursue anything else in life. If you really love God with all your heart and you really have an affection for God and all that he's done for you, you pursue him. And then write this down. If you really love God with all your mind, then your priority is going to be to know God more than anybody else. That you really know the Lord Jesus Christ. You spent time with him and you really know him more than you really know anybody else. And if you really love God with, with all of your strength, then your priority is to work for God more than you work for anybody else. You see, if you really love God with all your soul, then your priority is to use your whole being, your heart, your mind, and your strength for God above all else in life. You say, Pastor, i got a family. How, how do I do that? But Jesus, that's his call to us. So your greatest challenge is to love God with all your soul. And if you do that, you will leave a model for your family to follow. And you can learn to love God with all your soul, even when you are knee deep in daily stuff. You can love him with all your soul, which is really saying the soul is the heart, the sum of the heart and the mind and the strength you can love God with your whole being. So listen close, moms. The very best thing to leave your family is not a list of things they need to do in life. Not a list of things you've achieved or places you've been or seen. The very best thing you can leave your kids, your family, is a life that's proved that you loved God with your whole soul, with your whole being. That first and foremost, you loved God, you followed God, and you served God. 
So write this down. To love God with all your soul, your first challenge is to respond to him. To respond to him. So, so get this. Before God formed the universe, the stars and all that exist, before God formed one part of the earth, before he formed the oceans, the mountains, the animals, and all the insects, God had already thought of you. Did you know that? And he chose already, before any of that, to create you and to love you and to make a way to redeem you. The Bible says this, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God's first thought was, how can I bring these people that I'm going to create back to heaven to live with me? Amen? Amen. He loves us so much. That was his first thought. And so before day one, God had already made a way through Jesus Christ for you to spend eternity with him. It wasn't an afterthought. Before day one, he'd already decided to offer you forgiveness so you could spend eternity with him. So the question is, have you yet responded to him? He's made an offer to forgive your sins. He's made an offer of life eternal with him. Have you yet really responded to his offer of life after death? Have you accepted it? You see, if you haven't, here's how you can accept his offer and really live with him in heaven after you die. Look at what the scripture says. If you openly declare that Jesus is your Lord, have you ever said that to anybody? If you openly declare that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from the sins Saved from the penalty you deserve for your sins, and I deserve. You will be saved from them. You'll be forgiven, and heaven will be yours. Folks, if you haven't yet responded to God's invitation to come to him and to know him as your personal Savior and your eternal Lord, you can do that today. And I'd encourage you to not wait any longer if you've not yet responded to him. Come to Jesus today, and at the end of the service, I'll give you an opportunity to do just that. Second thing, to love God with all your soul, your first challenge is to respond to him. Then your second challenge is to simply seek him. That's a challenge. When you're knee deep in the stuff of life, it's a challenge to seek God, to make time to seek him. Your daily challenge is to pursue God more than anything else. Before your job, before your family, before anything else, you've got to seek God. So your challenge is to go looking for him with the very same passion that you would go look for a child of yours that has lost, been lost. Wow, how, how would you look for your child if they were really lost? With great passion, with great diligence, you wouldn't give up. God has sought you from before day one. Will you seek him? You know, uh, when we moved from Kansas to California, we first moved to Whittier, California. And when we moved, our son Scott, who's sitting right down here, was four years old. And uh, the church owned three or four properties um, and three or four homes that their pastors and staff lived in. And so we lived right across the street on, uh, on Russell Street, real close to uh, Whittier Boulevard. And uh, we lived right there. And 
the church also didn't only have homes, but they shared lawn mowing equipment and rakes and stuff like that. And as pastors, we kept up our own stuff. Still do. Anybody else? I'm the only one? No. <laughs> and uh, so it was time to mow the lawn one, uh, one weekend. And so uh, Scott went with me over to the storage shed on church property across the street. And we opened up the storage shed. I pulled out the mower. And the rake I always used, my favorite rake was gone. Couldn't find it anywhere. And I thought, oh, where did that go? Did one of the pastors not put it back? And then, so I was searching all through the storage area. And the next thing I hear was something like this. Scott always wore little cowboy boots. He loved cowboy boots. And I just heard him running away in his cowboy boots. So I closed the storage door. I didn't know where he went. And I looked all over, and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I called out, and, and no answer. Scott, where are you? No answer. And I searched everywhere, couldn't find him anywhere. I mean, he just disappeared like that. Well, living right on Russell Street and Whittier Boulevard, extremely busy streets, my heart just went, he's been taken. I looked under every shrub, every tree, thinking maybe he's thought we'd play hide-and-seek or something, and I couldn't find him anywhere. So I ran back across the street to our house, talked to Shirley. We came running out together to search together. So we came out of the house. There was Scott across the street, rake in hand. He knew the other pastor had borrowed it and didn't take it back. <laughs> I thought at that point, should I spank him or hug him? What did you think I did? Hug him, yeah. <laughs> I hugged him. We did have a talk about letting dad know where he's going. Have you ever pursued the Lord with that kind of passion? With that kind of heart passion? He's come after you. Are you going after him? And have you ever said, God, I'm not going to stop coming after you? You know, it's, it's different than just praying a prayer and saying, God, come into my heart, forgive my sins. It's, it's different than just rolling out of bed and saying, God, bless me today. Help me. Protect me as I go to work and back. Protect my family. Bless our food. It's, it's different than that. I'm talking about seeking God with a heart passion. And God, I'm not going to stop looking until I find you. That's exactly what David did. Look, David says, God, my heart says of you, seek his face. So your face, Lord, I will seek. Now, it's human nature to seek all kinds of things. But the question is, are you seeking God? Are you seeking approval through social media? I mean, does it just bless your heart? Yes, I got 500 likes, you know? Are you seeking more approval from social media than, than you are God? I mean, are you seeking to have the best behaved children or the most talented children? Are you seeking to have the best home or the best clothes or best physique? I mean, that is human nature to seek all those things, but are you seeking God? Look at what God says. God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. He's talking about passion and affection, not giving up. And then he says, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Find a time, all of you, but moms, find a time when you're knee deep in the daily stuff to get alone. To get into God's word and, and to talk with your God. Pursue him. And when you do, you'll find him. 
present with you. So to love God with all your soul, the first challenge is to respond to him. The second challenge you'll always have is to really seek him. Then write this down. And the third challenge is to learn from him. It's a challenge to learn from him. Now, when Jesus was here on earth with his followers, he taught them, he counseled them, he showed them and modeled them how to live, he comforted them. But when Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to leave and go back to my father, the disciples, what they do? They start to panic. <laughs> Jesus, how are we going to know what to do? Jesus, how are we going to know what to say and, and where to go? And, and, and Jesus, we need to learn from you. How are we going to know how to live and what to do next? And look at what Jesus said to them. He says, the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And he'll remind you of everything that I've said to you. You see, the Father sent the Holy Spirit, and he's living within every Christian. And the Holy Spirit will, as you get alone, and as you get into God's word, and as you listen to him, he will teach you, and he will counsel you, he will comfort you, he'll help you learn everything you need to learn. The Holy Spirit is present in your life to teach you and remind you how to live. To love God with all your soul, the third challenge is to learn from Him. He so wants to guide you, so wants to keep you on the right path, but He can't do that unless you meet this challenge to sit with Him and learn from Him. Then, the fourth challenge is this, to endure with him. And how many moms would just say, honestly, this morning, Pastor, you don't know how I'm enduring with my family. <laughs> oh, you're being really nice, moms. Endure with Jesus. You see, God never promised to remove from his followers all the pains and all the hurts and all the hardships of life. He never promised that. And he never removed those things from his own son, Jesus. This is earth. This is not heaven. And so here on earth, until we get to heaven, we're going to have to endure some things like Jesus had to endure some things. But the Bible says this, we are well aware that God works with those who love him, those who have been called in accordance with his purpose, and he turns everything to their good. Now this scripture is not some magic eraser that erases all of your pain and sorrow and suffering, but this scripture is saying that God so loves those who love him that he will even take the horrible things that take place in your life, those things that maybe almost tanked you and took you out, and he will somehow bring good out of that back into your life in spite of those horrible things. You, like Job, will end up with good if you endure. Paul writes to some Christians and he says, in Colossae, and he says, we pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. And I'm not talking about the grim strength of gritting your teeth and saying, I'm going to get through this. But Paul writes and says, but I'm talking about the glory strength that God gives. Strength that endures the unendurable and ends up spilling over into joy. I think this morning many of you could tell a story of how you were able to endure the undurable because God gave you a strength that was beyond your own. You were going through a really, really hard time 
And yet people surrounded you and prayed for you and lifted you up. And God's spirit came and gave you a strength beyond your own. And even it was horrible, even though it was horrible, you could probably say that even in the midst of that, I still had a deep inner joy as I experienced God walking with me and strengthening me every step of the way. Folks, with God's strength, you can endure every challenge that comes your way. The challenge is to run to him, not from him, when challenge comes. So folks, to love God with all your soul, your first challenge is to respond to him. And my question is, have you done that? If not, today is the day to do that. Your second challenge is to really start seeking him with passion. Are you? The the third challenge is to learn from him. Are you letting him teach you? Guide you. Your fourth challenge is to endure with him. Are you letting him strengthen you? So listen really close. So what happens if you decide to stop growing a deep soul? God, I'm just not going to love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength, and all my soul. No, God, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to go deeper with you. What happens if you decide, no, no. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to seek. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to endure. What happens? Well, God tells us right here. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for their future. They will live in the barren wilderness on salty flats where no one lives. Say wow with me. (laughs) Wow. Who wants that? Who wants barren and hopelessness? Write this down. The result of not growing a deep soul is hopelessness. Saying no to God and turning away from God is hopelessness. But here's the other side. On the other hand, what happens if you strive to grow a deep soul? What happens if you decide to go deep with God? What happens when you decide to love God with your your whole being? The Bible tells you, here it is. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees, they're not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought, or we could say hardships and pains and sorrows. Their leaves stay green, and they go right on producing delicious fruit. Write this down. The result of growing deep is, first of all, fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Out of your life, if you go deep with God, If you grow a deep soul, will be delicious fruit over and over again. That's what your life will produce. Fruit that nourishes your family. Fruit that sustains your family. Fruit that heals those around you. Moms, isn't that what you want? To sustain and to nourish and to heal. I believe that's what you want for you and for your family and for those around you. And here's the kind of fruit that the Spirit will produce in you. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. Moms, the result of loving God with all your heart, mind, and strength, that's it. That's the result of loving God with all your soul. That fruit just flowing out of your lives. That's the result of growing a deep soul. But listen, doing that's a challenge. In the midst of all your daily stuff, it doesn't just happen when you're knee-deep in dealing with the daily stuff. The bottom line is this. If you are going to become a person with a deep soul, you're going to have to choose to go deep with God. And And I have to say, I think some have not yet made that decision to go deep. You see, some are content to just walk in the shallows with God. Some walk and splash around in spiritual things. And and as you do, you find those spiritual things refreshing and and, and revitalizing and renewing. But you've decided you're not going to go any deeper because you, you don't know what's out there in the deepness with God. You don't know what God might ask you to do if you do go deeper with him. And so you just kind of hang around in the spiritual shallows. So some of you need to choose to start swimming in the deep. Some of you need to decide today to go deep with God. And to start loving him with all of your heart. With all of your mind. With all of your strength. With all of your soul. To not stay in the shadows, but start to swim deep. And the result is this. Not only fruitfulness, but look at this. Write this down. Completeness. Completeness. The Bible says this. I'm convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. God started a good work in you and he wants to complete it. And if you swim deep with him, he will complete it and you will be fruitful. You will be complete. Moms, isn't that what you want? Fruitfulness, completeness. Go deep with God. Love him with all your soul. And then you will leave behind a God-honoring model for those closest to you to really follow. As a parent, when you're gone, don't you want to leave behind a life that modeled the way for your children to find their way to Jesus, to find their way to eternity in heaven with you, Don't you want to leave a model, a life that even your grandchildren can look to? I think you're all saying, yeah. I want them to be able to, if nobody else is telling them how to get there, if the the Bible was somehow taken away and swept away, my life would show them how to get there. You can do that by going deep with God. Amen? Amen? Guys, would you come? I've asked... Kim and Matt to share a song with you this morning. Listen to these words. Think about swimming deep with God. Then I'm going to come back and we'll pray.
Would you pray with me now? If you're here this morning and you have to say, you know, Pastor Larry, I, I've never really responded to Jesus and asked him to forgive my sins and come into my life. Would you just repeat this prayer in your heart as I pray it? And do that today. Repeat after me in your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Come into my heart. I place my belief and my trust in you today. I want to go deep with you. And if you prayed that prayer today, just tell somebody today. The Bible says if you declare that, if you tell somebody, you believe in Jesus in your heart, that you will be saved from your sins and you'll spend eternity with God in heaven. And then for all the rest of us, would you just simply say in your heart, Father God, I choose to go deep with you. I don't want to stay in the spiritual shadows. I want to grow deep. So I choose to love you with all my soul. 
I choose to leave behind a God-honoring model for others to follow. Father, we make that commitment to you today. And Lord, as we go various places to just relax or to celebrate Mother's Day with friends or family, let us have a sense that our greatest purpose is to celebrate you and what you've done in our hearts and our lives. And yet, let that spill over into just a great celebration of moms and all that they are and all that they do. Lord, bless this day, we pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said,